0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, sure, there's a geomagnetic storm watch for today. (laughs) Uh, Today being Thursday, the 31st of March, 2022, because an X-Class flare erupted. But that didn't stop Blue Origin, and that means I was wrong, and I want to apologize I said that it would probably be delayed. Their launch, their fourth launch, was supposed to go up Tuesday. That was delayed because of wind. But it wasn't delayed today. No geomagnetic storm is going to stop Blue Origin's New Shepard program flight. Okay, so it did go up. And they did reach the... Karma line! And it appeared to be smooth sailing. So congratulations. I hope they had fun. I know uh, Gary Lay, one of uh, Blue Origin's first employees and the architect of the New Shepard program, went up. He replaced what was supposed to be Pete Davidson's seat after Pete withdrew some sort of scheduling conflict. And they had philanthropists and space enthusiasts Mark and Sharon Hagel. University of North Carolina professor and world traveler Jim Kitchen, George Neild, president of Commercial Space Technologies and a former manager with NASA and the FAA, and angel investor Marty Allen all went into space. Well, they went to the... Karma line! And they all said, to hell with the solar storm watch. We don't care. It doesn't matter if a G2-category geomagnetic storm... ...could affect us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it might, you know, increase biological risk to us. It doesn't matter. We don't care. We're going up. So what that we may be exposed to dangerous levels of solar radiation? So we're still going up. (laughs) So I wanted to apologize that I didn't think it would happen, and it did. They did go up. I would still kind of be on the lookout for the old solar storm watch. I know the coronal mass ejection is headed to Earth. And uh, last month, the same rated storm, the G2, uh, knocked out uh, 40 SpaceX satellites. So, ah, nothing to worry about. I just wanted to say I'm sorry, and I hope they had a fun ride. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. 60% 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company, owned by the Chinese. And their hogs are giving something called Ractopamine? Racto? Ractopamine. Ractopa. Yeah, I got it. Thank you very much. Okay, so it's roctopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, uh, including China. Yet, you find it in your grocery store aisle every day. There's a better way. There is a better way. Let me tell you about moink. That's moo plus oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pasteurized pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like your grandparents did. And as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent as well. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes, chicken breast, pork chops, salmon fillets, and so much more. Plus, you can cancel at any time. I am—it's such a great feeling when that Moink box gets delivered to your house because you know there's some good eating happening. Right now Uh, Shark Tank host uh, Kevin O'Leary Called Moink's bacon The best bacon He's ever tasted I uh, tend to agree With that Ring doorbell founder uh, Jamie Sminoff Jumped at the chance To invest in Moink (sighs) From small family farms To your dining table Moink gives you Access to the freshest Sustainably sourced Meat and fish All while supporting American family farms You can help save The family farm Get access to the Highest quality meat on the planet, and when you uh, you'll be doing that when you join the Moink movement today. Keep American farming going by signing up at Moinkbox.com/slash Jeffy. Moinkbox.com/slash Jeffy. Do that right now, and listeners of this show get free filet mignon for a year. That's pretty sweet. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. For a limited time So go to moinkbox.com Slash Jeffy Not only can you cancel it any time They have a guarantee That you'll say oink oink I'm just so happy I got moinked It's a guarantee Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy Okay sure there's a sto- Solar storm watch Out there issued but uh, we also have to worry about an asteroid. I know. So apparently there's an asteroid going to be uh, you know, flying by tomorrow. Uh, April Fool's. I know it's not an April Fool's joke, though. According to NASA, it's uh, supposed to fly by Earth at a distance of 4.5 million miles, which is 19.31 lunar distance. All right. Well, whatever. But it's a near miss. <laughs> it's still, according to the astronomers, it's still a dangerous distance, which is why they are continuously monitoring it. Now, they claim that asteroid 2007FF1, and man, you, I love 2007FF1, how they went out of their way to name that one, its closest approach will be Friday, April 1st. So it's about the size, I don't know, 260 meters, 850 feet in size. No other asteroids, according to NASA, is currently being monitored and is expected to pass nearby in the next two weeks. Oh, well, that's special, I guess, because they say that they are, you know, still continuously monitoring, but... That makes me a little nervous. It says that uh, it's continuously monitored. But then they go on to say that there's no known imminent doomsday asteroid on its way. But astronomers check the sky often just as a precaution. How about we check the sky, you know, more than just often. But, you know, that's just me I'd like them to check the sky I don't know 24 7 but that's just me I know Uh, we also were coming to an end of a celebration that I didn't really realize was a celebration but it this past month was sleep awareness month (laughs) so man had I known that it was sleep awareness month I would have celebrated with being aware of sleep but anyway i hope you celebrated in the way that you celebrate and also today uh, being the end of today i can't get past it is the 31st of march 2022 it's the end of sleep awareness month and it's also and i know you're going to want to celebrate International Transgender Day of Visibility. It's the, yeah, that's correct. You heard me right. The International Transgender Day of Visibility. And it's amid a wave of anti-trans bills. Really? There's anti-trans bills out there? Well, according to this story, uh, Arizona has joined a wave of states passing anti-trans legislation. Hmm. In past years, that's included restrictions on where transgender people can use the bathroom. Recently, it's evolved to also include limits on access to medical care, trans kids' participation in school sports, and classroom discussions. I feel like those are being misrepresented. But again, maybe it's just me. Go ahead and celebrate anyway. Have fun on International Transgender Day of visibility no word if the 2000-year-old human remains found at a Miami construction site were trans or not but uh, the site for a planned luxury condo tower in Miami became an archaeological dig last April and it's still ongoing how mad are you if you are the if you are the company waiting to build your condo nope got to stop we have found evidence of a prehistoric structure We've found human remains. Holy cow. Now it's just an archaeological dig. And that's good. I'm just saying, how bummed are you if you're the company trying to build those condos, man? Wow. So they archaeologist sent a notice of discovery to the city, allowing them to continue their excavation. And since then, they have discovered 2,000-year-old human remains. Uh, They have found a footprint of a prehistoric structure. One of the human remains was a cranium that was found almost six feet underground. Kind of cool, actually. It was uh, intentionally buried, I guess they're saying, perhaps ceremonial. Uh, He also claimed the findings are evidence of a civilization that existed over 2,000 years ago called Tequesta a Native American tribe that was one of the first to settle in South Florida. The Tequesta civilization used to inhabit the mouth of the Miami River, which provided access by canoe. Yeah, they didn't have cars. Out west to the Everglades and east to Biscayne Bay and the Barrier Islands. The discovery of the human remains could result in delays for developers that they seek to continue construction. Yeah, you think? (laughs) That's going to be a delayed for a long time. In fact, I would almost be willing to bet it's not going to happen. But you know, we'll see. We shall see. And then in the same story, they talk about how uh, last week, which I didn't see the story. I, I apologize for not seeing the story. Last week in an Ohio garage, a man discovered a box of human bones. Wait, what? Yeah. And now they claim that these bones were used in rituals. Oh. Okay. So according to the Mount Healthy Police Chief, Vincent Damasi, that's one of the most bizarre cases in my 40-plus year history we've ever stumbled across. The bones are believed to uh, have belonged to a fraternity called Independent Order of Odd Fellows. Uh, It was founded in 1819. Had uh, reportedly a large following. Okay. And the Oddfellows once met in this garage where the remains were found. (laughs) I mean, that garage has been around for quite some time. Uh, If they've been partying there since 1819. Oh, was when the group was founded, Jeff. Oh, okay. So apparently... The guy moved into the house, the current owner, and he didn't clean everything out. He just stored the material in the garage, including the box with the human remains. <laughs> I guess as he's cleaning it out, he's like, hey, what is this box? Oh, it's human remains. Oh, okay. So apparently, uh, Ohio prisons would sell unclaimed dead bodies of prisoners to the public. So back in the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, it wasn't unusual for unclaimed cadavers to be able to be purchased for various uses. And police know that the Oddfellows ended up with uh, many of these remains that they would use for rituals. So if you're a member of the Oddfellows, uh, I wonder, you know, if there are secret Odd Fellow meetings going on to this day. Probably Probably. So if you're an odd fellow, email me, com. All right, let's go to the break room. (laughs) I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay, I may have to talk to the independent order of odd fellows. Uh, They do exist. I just found their Odd Fellows website. And they have a contact phone number. I'm going to have to reach out. We may have to talk to them. The homepage of the website. Friendship. You gain a new family and members of your lodge and vast network of brothers and sisters worldwide. Uh, Okay. The historic command of the Odd Fellow is to visit the sick, relieve the distressed, bury the dead, and educate the orphan. I mean, that sounds good, right? Uh, Be a part of history and the mystery. As an Odd Fellow, you get to be a member of one of the world's oldest and largest fraternal orders. Rituals, symbols, and degrees are designed to elevate and improve the character of mankind. By taking these lessons to heart, you become a better person and, in turn, help to make the world around you a better place. Are you odd enough? (laughs) Uh, We are talking to them. We will reach out and uh, I may have an interview with the independent order of Odd Fellows, but that's not going to happen today. But it will happen. I promise you that. We are going to find out what the heck the Odd Fellows are all about. So, we got some uh, pretty devastating news, actually, if you're a Bruce Willis fan and for Bruce himself. But he is uh, stepping away from acting as it's revealed that he's been diagnosed with aphasia and he's not going to act anymore. And apparently, that's a big deal. Bruce is 67. Now and uh, I mean, he's been uh, living, uh, he's got his new family, he's got the wife, he's got the new kids, he's got uh, Demi and the other kids, the older kids. And remember, during the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, he was staying with them, and the new wife was in California. They got uh, they had a problem with uh, travel, and so they were apart, and now they were then they were all together. And so it's been a you know, there's all one big happy family. <laughs> Oh yeah, Bruce and Demi and Anna, I think his new wife's name is. And they've got, I don't know, a couple of young babies and kids there with the new wife. But he's been having problems. And so he's just like, I can't act anymore. I can't do it. So according to the Mayo Clinic, aphasia robs you of the ability to communicate, can affect your ability to speak write, and understand language, both verbal and written. Wow. Uh, It typically occurs suddenly after a stroke or a head injury, but it can also come on gradually from a slow-growing brain tumor or a disease that causes progressive permanent damage. Wow. That is not good. Uh, You can quote me on that. (laughs) <laughs> Aphasia as described by the Mayo Clinic, is not good and uh, so the family posted some stuff. it's a really challenging time. We're so appreciative of your con- appreciative of your continued love and compassion and support and uh, so I mean they all signed a big letter to Bruce rumor and Scout Delua, Lua and Mabel and Avalon and Emma and hemming and Demi and the whole damn willis family uh are all behind him and that's i mean that's great for him and i i like bruce willis man the guy's a big star a monster star and then i you know i was going through i was i wanted to take a look at his imdb because he's been working in a lot of well they call them b movies but he's in a lot of uh you know b movies where he's a detective or he's just a side character bad guy uh not the headliner like uh you know Die Hard movies or Death Wish and so he's you know he's been just uh, the side guy I was watching um, uh, what movie was it that was some oh Midnight Yeah, I watched another movie on Amazon uh, the other night I think it was Amazon with some app Midnight in the Switchgrass and he's just a detective uh, you know and he's not the big star of the show but he's it was fun it was a fun ride and the show was about a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't get enough of serial killers. You know me. Anyway, so he's got some others. He's got, been working. Uh, he's got a bunch of stuff in the can ready to come out that's in post-production. So, and Bruce has made, let's be honest, Bruce has made some serious money. He's had some monster movies. I mean, I am a fan of all the Die Hard movies. I love the one movie. I tell you to watch it all the time, Surrogates from 2009. Uh, it's a fun movie, really. It's about robots and uh, life during a robot world. And it's kind of uh, puts uh, meta into perspective. And we're going to talk a little meta today, too. But it does put meta into perspective because everybody has their own robot out in the real world. You don't go out into the real world as a human anymore. And so it's a, you know it's fun anyway. I'm a big fan of uh, Bruce, and very sad to have that happen. I would not wish that disease on anyone, anyone. And we hear we're hearing stories now that he's really been struggling. Uh, filmmakers and people that have been working with him have have noticed that it's become a problem. Uh, he, you know, some directors have said that after the last time they worked with him, they didn't want to work with him anymore. Uh, it was, he was obviously on decline with his ability to perform at his best. Um, he couldn't remember his lines, his monologues, one director, a producer talked about how they cut, you know, five pages of dialogue out of a big scene because he couldn't remember it. Um, they talked about having an earpiece put in so someone could be there to, uh, give him his lines when he was acting Uh, He was forgetting about where he was at and what film he was doing really bad, Uh, really bad. So, I mean, I'm sure that someone sat him down and said, uh, Bruce, yo, bro, we need to, uh, we need to get this taken care of because you're putting yourself and other people in harm's way. So, um, you know, prayers for Bruce Willis and his family. And I hope that, uh, you know, maybe Bruce will be the one to find a cure for aphasia. Is there a cure for aphasia? According to, uh, let's see, uh, Hopkins Medicine, Johns Hopkins, uh, living with aphasia, uh, most people, uh, sometimes aphasia, you can recover completely without treatment. Uh, Treatment such as speech therapy can often help recover some speech and language functions over time, but many people continue to have problems communicating. And I would guess and this is just uh, you know chewing the fat guess that if you were had this issue because of a stroke or you know banging your head, uh, that you could overcome that. But this slow-moving, ongoing aphasia that Bruce seems to be affected by, doesn't sound like there's going to be a cure for that. Uh, so it's just, uh, that's my uh, diagnosis. Today is such a big day, so many things to celebrate. Uh, the uh, Brand Elf Cosmetics, a uh, a fave of the uh, the TikTok uh, crowd, uh, is now launching a limited edition makeup collection. It launches today, by the way, at uh, elfcosmetics.com. And then uh, I guess you're going to be it's going to be launched at stores the collection in the 1st of April uh, on um, ultra.com and Ultra Beauty stores. That's where it's going to be made available. You're going to be able to get the Elf-Duncan collaboration. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Makeup inspired by Duncans, coffees, and donuts. Even the packaging for the makeup looks like you're taking home a box of donuts. Yay! So you get a dozen scented eyeshadows with colors of shimmery pink, blue, yellow, chocolate brown, too glazed for days, lip glosses, a coffee scented lip scrub, makeup brushes shaped like straws. There's even a makeup sponge that resembles a strawberry frosted donut with confetti sprinkles, and an Elf Duncan branded coffee cup. How awesome is that? Prices for the products range from six to sixteen dollars, and the collection launches today. Elfcosmetics.com. I would expect to see uh, some uh, presentations uh, throughout uh, TikTok over the next few days. Uh, I, look, they they already Elf Cosmetics, um, and they joined forces with Chipotle. For a limited edition uh, last year, I think I think it was last year, maybe it was earlier this year, and that collection sold out. I mean, it's a big marketing deal with Elf and other lines. I mean, they had the avocado makeup sponge that sold out <laughs> like like in two minutes, it was gone. So, I mean, it's a it's a big deal, and uh, you know they are definitely hitting um, consumers eighteen to forty four. And they buy the products from the collaborations. And it should be a lot of fun to see, uh, to see that. I know that uh, they have the uh, vegan and cruelty-free products. Oh, that's so nice. And all products are priced under $30 with the affordable beauty line. So that's a good deal. Anyway, if you want to, you know, smell like a donut, sometimes you feel like a donut, sometimes you don't. So we know that uh, Facebook lost daily users for the first time in its history in the final quarter of 2021. When during that earnings call, Zuck repeatedly blamed Tic Tac for uh, snagging uh, users. And he was saying that people have a lot of choices for how they want to spend their time and apps like TikTok are growing very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are, Zuck. So he hired, uh, I'm sorry, Meta, not just Facebook, hired a top Republican consulting firm to help spread negative messages about rival TikTok in a campaign. Okay, all right, good. The consulting firm... Named a targeted victory, orchestrated anti-TikTok opinion pieces in local newspapers, proactively pushed for negative TikTok coverage across the media, and worked behind the scenes to pressure lawmakers into increasing their oversight of the app. Which you know is really not that big. I mean, it probably needs to happen, but because uh, we're I'll go into you know what TikTok you know, the deal we talked about how TikTok has. Uh, you know, their security issues with where the information goes. And we talked about how Oracle is trying to have that deal to uh, with TikTok to keep the data here in the U.S. and not send it back to the Chinese parent company ByteDance, BitDance, ByteDance, B-Y-T-E-Dance. Um, so, you know, we're saying, well, oh, sure, uh, Oracle will keep all that information safe. Don't you worry about it. Really, because uh, I just read a headline where Apple and Meta provided customer data to hackers who masqueraded as law enforcement officials and submitted forged legal requests. Huh. Huh. So are we really safe? Is our security really out there? I mean, I don't know. According to a meta spokesperson uh, Mr. Andy Stone I think that's a mister We believe all platforms including TikTok Should face a level of scrutiny Consistent with their growing success Do ya? Do ya Andy? Uh, Okay All right. We're fine Uh, Meta is definitely desperate For someone else to play a role Of the social media bad guy Yeah good luck with that Because uh, I don't know it's going to be, it's meta and Apple definitely, uh, well, and Google, and, and you know what, and Twitter. It just, they're all, you know what, maybe they're all bad guys. <laughs> uh, maybe they are. I mean, you remember, we talked about uh, TikTok and the security uh, with from uh, Jeff Brown from Bleeding Edge. I mean, he posted a story about uh, TikTok, whoo, was uh, not really good. Okay, so he reverse-engineered TikTok and determined exactly what information was being sent back to ByteDance or BitDance, B-Y-T-E, Dance, or Bit Dance, B-Y-T-E, Dance uh, you know, back to China. Okay, so the app collects everything about the a user's phone. It documents the phone's hardware specs and every app that's been downloaded. It pings the phone's GPS location roughly every 30 seconds. That means TikTok tracks exactly where all the users are at all times. TikTok also knows which Wi-Fi networks its users connect to. It documents the address of the router as well as every other device connected to each network. (laughs) And it has written its software code to allow it to potentially download software to Android phones and then run that software without the user's knowledge or consent. The software could be anything like malware or surveillance software. Uh, I, I don't think that's legal, but you know maybe it's just the software that's in there. They don't use it. My gosh! And then the information uh, that uh, is, goes back to China, which you know has everyone scared, right? And and I know that uh, you know we're worried about Google and Facebook, but uh, those you know I you know we're supposed to be more scared of information going back to China than we are information going to Zuck and Cook. Okay. Um, I know that India has banned uh, TikTok along with 58 other China-based apps. Uh, Indian officials went so far as to say those apps were a direct threat to national security and defense. Okay. Uh, I You know, look, we've pretty much given up on uh, TikTok being installed in any devices in our households. I mean, that's why Zuck is all wound up. That's why Apple is all wound up. It's because TikTok is just on fire and we are directing uh, definite business toward TikTok. So, uh, you know, we tried to shut it down. We tried to do what India did and uh, people scoffed. And now we're just like, who cares? Who cares? But then, you know, we're supposed to be scared, but I get that we find out that Apple and Meta have provided customer data to hackers because the hackers said, hey, we're law enforcement, so could you give us all this information? And they did. So, I mean, they're all, uh, our safety and our information is, I'm guessing, you can quote me on this, not safe. And it's already out there. So I'm pretty sure we just have to live with the knowledge that, yes, our information is out there. And we have to try to protect ourselves as much as we can so that it's not used for criminal activity. And, uh, you know, will it be used, uh, nefariously? It's very possible, but there's a lot of information out there. So it'll be a while before they get to you. So stop worrying about it. Hey, uh, I don't know. I guess you only get a couple of days of uh, grace period. We talked about how CNN Plus was launching earlier this week. With uh, remember, we talked a hundred million dollars in development, five hundred staffers. <laughs> oh, and we ran down their their lineup and what they were hoping to uh, you know provide for us. It's, uh, was, uh, and you think to yourself, why would they do all this? I mean, come on now, CNN plus everyone knew a hundred million dollars and 500 staffers. You can't get people to watch your regular cable news network, let alone, uh, your CNN plus, but you know, they tried and then they, well, I see the story where they're launching their new NFTs to be sold. The first 29 seconds of five things with Kate and Bulldog will be sold at $50 each. Whoa, uh, whoa, that, uh, at 50 bucks for a CNN Plus NFT. Well, then I see the article today that, uh, ooh, say, uh, they're looking at uh, making cuts already. It's only been a couple of days. That means, you know how many people bought the CNN Plus app? Nobody. I mean, or pretty close. I mean, maybe the CNN workers all downloaded the app. Uh, Okay, the 500 employees and maybe their family members. So you got what, maybe a thousand, but that's probably it. Uh, They say in this story, the service did not appear to take off as intended. Uh, You think? And so they're talking about merging with Discovery Plus, which means Discovery Plus is it's just a- going to make it go away, which would uh, in turn lead to layoffs. And I'm sure that they're just going to uh, it's just going to go away. Wow! Just a couple of days, um, they're already telling people to brace for layoffs. I, you know, I sadly, I would have braced for layoffs before the launch because I'm sorry. They already said here if those subscriptions don't pick up, they're going to probably merge in May with Discovery. Uh, I would guess that that's probably going to happen sooner than that because they're going to push hard. They've already they've spent five hundred million on the launch, and they haven't got anything for it. And now they're going to spend. They're going to end up having to spend some more money just to promote it, and they're going to get nobody. So, man, good luck, God bless, to CNN+. Plus. It's a good thing nobody saw that coming. I will say, though, that uh, maybe Zucker, you know, they ran him off. Maybe he would have found a way to at least make it viable for a short period of time. But, uh, man, it's a lot of money and a lot of people to invest in a streaming news service app that nobody wants or needs. shes who died today we've got a list of uh, some people on the who died today i mean it's uh, reported jeff carson country singer performer dead at 58 years of age uh his one of his biggest hits was the car he won uh you know an acm award for video of the year uh he had 14 singles on the billboard charts Okay, now he claimed that he retired from music back in 2009 to become a police officer. Oh. But he was still performing, and uh, he still wanted to uh, sing with Encore Music Group. He'd been in the studio, he'd been singing, and so uh, he's been doing you know specialty performances and fundraisers for uh, other police officers in Franklin, Tennessee. I think that's Franklin, Tennessee that he was uh, a police officer in, but he just died. Uh, he had pictures on his Instagram account uh, after a fundraiser he had uh, wishing friends Kenny Chesney happy birthday and then uh, if you thought it was some sort of drug overdose you'd be wrong Uh, it was a heart attack and uh, it comes on man (laughs) I mean who among us who among us hasn't had a heart attack no question Uh, 92 year old uh, Marvin J. Chomsky four time Emmy winner director known for Roots and Star Trek Dead at 92 years of age. Tom Parker, singer for the British boy band The Wanted, dies at 33 of brain cancer. Rest in peace, Tom Parker. Rest in peace, Marvin Chomsky. Rest in peace rest in peace, Jeff Carson. And then we have this man. A man who jumped a 23-story building. I know. And uh he died because the parachute didn't open what i mean that's what a way to go he base jumped a 23-story apartment building in california Woo that it didn't open so he slams into the ground uh that's not a fun way to go just want you to know so I, I guess as a parachute uh the man he was also wearing a helmet the man jumped from either a high balcony or the roof of the apartment complex there in uh, san diego Apparently witnesses said they heard a loud pop stepped outside and he was on the ground bleeding and paramedics responded and couldn't uh, revive him very sad and i guess he was base jumping and his 16-year-old daughter witnessed it i mean that is just horrible just horrible So, uh, there goes my dad, base jumping. Oh, no, the parachute didn't open. Now, according to this, and and I know that base jumping entails parachuting from fixed objects. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, The acronym BASE refers to buildings, antennae, spans, and earth. Uh, Thank you. It says in the story that base jumping is also illegal. I did not know that. I mean, we see YouTube videos all the time. A guy's base jumping everywhere, either on buildings and 10 high spans or from earth and uh it's illegal that uh that means these base jumpers are breaking the law i cannot watch these videos anymore now that i know it's illegal for them to be doing that and we might as well do houses of the hoity-toity too let's wrap today up with houses of the hoity-toity john gruden former head coach of the uh Las Vegas Raiders and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Oakland Raiders and ESPN Sports Broadcasting uh, sold his dump in Vegas for uh, $7 million. He had uh, 8,684 square feet of a home. It's just a little dump out there in the desert. <laughs> he had uh, retractable floor-to-ceiling windows along with five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, a chef's kitchen, and a climate-controlled wine cellar. The property's backyard is decked out with an infinity-edge pool, spa, fire pit, barbecue area, and you get the views of the Nevada mountains. So, and on top of that, he owned the empty lot next door. John didn't want anybody living next to him. So the full price tag, uh, $7 million. $25,000 $25,000 for the Gruden place in Vegas. Incredible. I don't know that John spent a lot of time there. It was probably for his family more than anything. Because uh, uh, John usually, uh, that was his deal. Uh, I mean, that's his deal when he's working. He's working. You can quote me on that. But, I mean, he was never at home. He was always at the was always at the stadium or traveling with the teams. So he's right now involved in the lawsuit. Remember, he got fired uh, from the Raiders. I'm sorry, let go. Uh, from the Raiders after he sent emails they saw that uh, there were emails that contained racially insensitive misogynistic and homophobic language in his emails to friends that I I feel like uh, that that was done on purpose and so does John Gruden because he's filed a lawsuit against the NFL and Roger Goodell claiming uh, that uh, Roger leaked the emails to destroy his coaching career and reputation I believe that to be true uh, can John prove it in a way that will get him some money and some of his uh, respect back? I don't know. Uh, good luck. But uh, I hope it pays off for him because I, li- I always liked John. Uh, I mean, he took Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I don't know that he was – I mean, it seemed like Vegas was on the turnaround. But, uh, you know, John's one of those guys that uh, you either like him or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> You can quote me on that too. You either like him or you don't. Oh, and I see where Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is talking about a little bit of mention of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, stepping down as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really strange that uh, he's stepping down. Brady's coming back, so he's not leaving. Arians is a coach that, uh, you know, has been the coach for the Bucs. He took him to the Super Bowl with Brady. So Brady decides to come back. And Aarons isn't leaving. He's stepping down and going to the front office while they're promoting defensive coordinator Todd Bowles as the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so, okay, I guess Aarons is going to be the senior football consultant advising GM Jason Litt. I don't even know if he needs to come into the office. (laughs) (laughs) He'll probably have an office down the hall, but uh, does he show up? I don't know. Is Bruce here today? No, call him. He's at home. You can FaceTime him, but uh, yeah, he doesn't come in. (laughs) But I give him an office, uh, set up a phone, take a couple of Super Bowl pictures of him on the wall, and uh, he just stays at home. What what are you doing? I'm a consultant for uh, the general manager, Jason Lick. What do you need? Call me. I'll consult you. Ask me a question. I'm here for you. (laughs) That's a good gig. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.